Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. Kevin Acey, Padres beat writer. Jay Posner, sports editor of the Union Tribune. Jay, I almost said welcome to our bi-weekly therapy session. Um, not for us, but where we try to figure out what is wrong with the Padres. Uh, Padres head to Anaheim, or they headed there last night. I'll head there this morning. I was uh, say, Kevin, that doesn't look like the Matterhorn or Space <laughs> Mountain behind you. Uh, what's going on here? Taking advantage no. of, uh, taking advantage, uh, you know, came home last night, and uh, now I'll, I'll head out for this uh, very weird, weird trip. Uh, two games in uh, Anaheim. Well, I guess, you know, I mean, I should probably be correct geographically and say, you know, Los Angeles, you know, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Um, no, I, really. I, I think I think you're going to Anaheim. You should say yeah. you're going to Anaheim. I <laughs> Here I am in L.A. like I'm from yeah. Nebraska or something. I, uh, I always love the, the TV shots when they play in Anaheim or they're, they're always showing like the Huntington Beach Pier and all these uh, and, and Laguna Beach and all these great places that are like not even close to Anaheim. It's great. Don't get me started, Jay. Like now you live there because you went to UCLA. I live there. Uh, and that's the funniest when you live there and you actually realize how far everything is that they're showing as if it's oh, here's downtown L.A., Beverly Hills, Manhattan Beach. They're like right, right next to each other. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so here we go. Well, anyway, uh, the Magic Kingdom, Kevin. I mean, what better place for the Padres to go to go right now? You know, they they can't beat bad teams. They can't beat good teams. So I don't know. Maybe they can beat Mickey's team. Can't hit. You know, uh, like. Can't hit. Can't. Well, they can't pitch. The pitching wasn't actually that pitch. bad. They can't yeah. hit uh, Hall of, future Hall of Famers and uh, future Cy Young winners, but right. they can't hit. Rookies making their first MLB start and 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 middling uh, starters. Uh, so right. we'll see. Because uh, talking with Jeff Sanders, I honestly don't know who's pitching for the Angels. I understand they've taken some COVID hits here, uh, but he says it's not good. Uh, and guess what? As if that matters. I'm not looking at the record of their opponent. I'm not looking at what their what their opposing pitcher has done recently or this season. Because the Padres got to get out of their own way. Yeah, I was going to say you're just looking to see if they're breathing. Um, because if they're breathing right now, they're getting the Padres out. And uh, we saw the other night with the parade of relievers after Walker Bueller uh, in the long, uh, in the longest game ever played or something like that. The uh, at least in the Rob Manford era, it was uh, I mean, they didn't even need a hit to win. Now you could say the same thing, of course, about the Dodgers who had yes, first and, third right. and all that stuff, but the Padres, they didn't even need a hit to win the game. And they couldn't even they couldn't even manage that. And part of it was was terrible managing and most but most of it was terrible playing. And, you know, it's like there's so much blame right now to be spread around. I'm not even sure where to start. I mean, I think the one place where you can't blame the pitching staff has been pretty good in the bullpen, especially. I mean, you look at the other night, I mean. You know, Reese Kinnear and and Daniel Camarino are borderline. You can argue whether they're major league pitchers or they're four A pitchers or whatever it was. But the the actual like full time major league pitchers on the Padres roster and out of the bullpen have been really really good lately. I mean, Darvish, you know, he had a bad inning last night and and everything, but it was his first game in a couple of weeks. And uh, I'm not saying he was great, but they're they're pitching and and their bullpen. I I think Tom Krasvick tweeted Craig Stammen this year that Dodgers are one for 25 against him. Um, you know, in his career, he's good against of, them. Yeah, that kind of pitching. I mean, Emilio Pagan looked looked amazing uh, the other night. Someone tweeted it was because he was pitching in the third inning and he didn't have any pressure on him. It's like, what? There's no pressure when they go out there and 
there's only pressure in the eighth inning, but not in the third inning. So I, I don't know. But anyway, the bullpen has been has been good. And the, the pitching right now, I, I know they fired the pitching coach, but the pitching has not really been the problem. What did uh, he do to the hitters on his way out of town is what I want to know. What what did Larry Rothschild he do? Every pitcher across baseball, he sent a he sent a blast email out to all the other pitching coaches and said, here's how to get all of the guys on our team out. And he did it before he left. And he did it before he left. Right. Okay. We've gotten to the bottom of it. Okay. To all their emails. And he did it like two weeks ago because they haven't hit for two weeks. Yeah. Um, So anyway, I don't know. Where do you even want to start? I mean, they were just 10, what was it? 10 for 111 in this series. They, they got up to 090 with Machado, you know, beating out the infield single last night in the ninth. As we so as I, as I'm writing on deadline and and you know they either score on deadline or the game ends right on print deadline. So I had sent ahead to try to help the desk with some. All right, hey, if they go over three, here's what the average is, and if they you know here's here, anyway, then. But two outs, Manny Machado gets that infield single. Had to redo the numbers. I missed some of them. Ah, geez. But I should have known because that's how the Padres do it. But, hey, good for Manny, who earlier in the game hit a 112-mile-an-hour grounder to end an inning and got himself a nice, what was it, 56-mile-an-hour single. So, uh, you know, uh, I guess uh, it doesn't quite even out because that ended, I think, a 15-at-bat hitless streak. He and – Fernando Tatis Jr. having a real bad week. Of course, everybody is. Um, the one guy who isn't, uh, though he needs some more home runs or, or doubles or something, is, is Will Myers. Uh, but now he had to miss yesterday's game. I was going to say he has to be healthy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Jay, I just way, don't think. Is, Go ahead. I was going to say, what does it say about – and I don't know if this, if this is what it says about – and I don't want to get into some deep – discussion here but what does it say about society what does it say about the padres what does it say about baseball what does Whoa. it say about twitter twitter <laughs> uh, all of this that when the padres will myers came out of the game the other day it made no sense and it just seemed like oh my god what is jace tingler doing that's another terrible decision that he made in this game where he had a bunch of them and after the game he said will myers left and there was really no reason to take out myers at that point in the game and so after the game, Tingler says, and I, I read on Twitter, Tingler says that Myers left because he had hamstring tightness. And like the first 10 responses to the tweets are, I call BS. There's no way, he's, you know, there's no way that happened. And so, again, I I, I don't – why – where have we gotten to the point where everybody well, has to doubt every single thing that everybody – And it wasn't just on Twitter says. because a few – other people that I know asked because it reached that point, and I thought, okay, look, I I, I understand we got to ask all the questions, but that's absurd because there was no reason uh, to take I him mean, out. I get, You're right. I Jay. get everybody hates. I get everybody hates Chase Tingler. <laughs> the other night, he gave everybody a reason to hate him with with some decisions that he made. But I I don't know. I mean, you, we've talked about this so many times. I have a hard time putting everything on a coach or a manager, and we saw what happened when the pitching coach left. The team kept, you know, the team pitched. They, they were pitching pretty well before. You know, that wasn't the first good outing that Blake Snell had uh, this season when he pitched the other day. It was the first time he didn't walk anybody. If um, Look, if Ben but, Fritz is look, that good, he needs to go to Congress and start fixing right. some stuff, okay? <laughs> so, I, I like I said, that, that's a tangent there, and I don't even know where where I You've depressed really me, headed, but, but yes. But it's like, you know, I, I – I'm, I'm sure at some point, I mean, look, I don't know what's going to happen the rest of the way. I mean, the Padres right now are a horrible, horrible baseball team. 
They are okay. two and 12, I think it is, in their last 14. Yes. Yes. Um, and that's awful. They're, they're at a pace over their last 76 games where if you played at that pace for an entire season, you would win 72 games in the season, which is okay. what we've lived through the last several years. But okay. to that point, Jay, and you've had a series of tweets on this, to that point, we can take any point in a season and make and it say what going. we want to say. Okay, right. okay. And in, in 1999, the Padres won 14 games in a row. They finished that season below 500. Yeah. So, I, and I'm sure at that point, everybody wanted, everybody wanted Bruce Bochy hired, fired, everything. I mean, I I know the big drumbeat now is to get Bruce Bochy back. I was here in 2006. People, most people were really not that upset that Bruce Bochy was leaving. There was a lot of why do we have this guy? What has he won lately? Yeah, you get to the playoffs. He can't beat the Cardinals, et cetera, et cetera. Managers are hired for fans to be upset with them. I think. <laughs> it's one of your bottom, main jobs. It's, it's, the, it's the bottom line. And so yeah. is Tingler doing a good job right now? Well, I mean, the results say no, but the results also said earlier in the year that he, I guess he was doing a good job. So or maybe on- the players, again, with me, it always comes back to the players. And right now the players aren't any good. So right, and we need to watch this. Good. We need to watch this because this is um, so far – and the it, the story may be different in five days. It may be different in a month. It may be the same. And if it's the same, it's troubling. Because so far, we now have in the first two full seasons of the Manny Machado era collapses after the trade deadline. And I'm not putting that all on Manny. I'm just telling right. you that in 2019 and in 2021, and Manny's a part of it, this team has gone off. The rails. Now, 2019, it didn't matter, but the players thought it did still at the trade deadline. The players were, you know, they were six games back in the wild card. They weren't ready to give up. And and that's what's happened so far here. Now, here's what I wanted to say. And you, you know, I get it. Now, the most important thing is what you said, Jay, at the start, which is right now, not a good team. I think you said something even harsher. But anyway. This Hot Lava Padres podcast segment is brought to you by Jack Powell, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep and Ram. Located in Escondido and serving the San Diego community for over 60 years. Who has the best deals in the auto game? It's got to be Jack Powell Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, the auto all-stars. Right now, lease a new 2021 Ram 1500 Warlock Edition, Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo, or Jeep Renegade Latitude for only $198 a month or 0% APR and no payments for 90 days. Head to Jack Powell Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Escondido, San Diego, where we make shopping easy. Find these deals during the Make This the Summer event today. It was four, 15 days ago, or whatever it was, on August 10th, they were 17 games above 500. So for as whatever, I think they were three games below in July, whatever it was, for all their troubles and all their ups and downs, they were four and a half games up in the wild card. They were still within a long toss of uh, the division lead, and they um, were 17 games above 500. So I can go back to July 4th and tell you they were three games over. I can go back to July 8th and tell you there were three games over. I can go second half, blah, 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 blah. Right now they suck. But um, I I almost think – I'm almost starting to buy in, and maybe I've just lost my mind from watching bad baseball here for a while, that I'm I'm, I'm back to where I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, they're right. They have to start hitting. And the reason I'm there is it can't keep like this. Oh, 90? 
come on. Like, it can't keep like this. It's 160 over the last 14 games, something like that. It, right. it can't. It can't possibly be like this. So they're going to destroy someone. I don't know if they're a playoff team, but they are one of these nights here. They're going to destroy someone. Right. And I, I guess the, and I know the for fans, especially the frustrating part is that they keep saying exactly what you would think they would say. I mean, they're not going to say, wow, we really suck yeah. and we're going to suck for the next six weeks. And we might as well start, you know, cashing it in at this point they're going to say yeah of course we're going to keep hitting or we're going to start hitting and and we're better than this and all that but you know at some point obviously and depending as you said depending on the time frame you want to go back at some point they have to show that they're better than what they are and and you know a week ago you wouldn't have said well it can't continue for another week because they're hitting one you know 190 or whatever and and somehow it did get worse. Now it was 220 at that point, but yeah, okay. okay. Yes. So so it did get worse from 220. Now it doesn't figure boy, it certainly can't get worse against the Angels. I mean, they just got hammered by the Orioles. Well, of course, part of it is some of the guys who pitched against the Orioles probably won't pitch this weekend. It's totally different. But still, the Angels aren't any good. They go to Arizona next week. Arizona's not any good. But we've seen before that exactly. that doesn't necessarily make any difference. But the bottom line is. The Padres are paying a lot of money to a lot of mm-hmm. players who they think are good and the, to players who say that they are good and and great and among the best in the business. And right now they're not playing like it. Now, why are they not playing like it? I don't have any idea. As you said, 16, 17 days ago, they were 17 games over 500 with the same group, you know, the same – Jace Tingler was still in the dugout. Skip Schumacher was still in the dugout. Larry Rothschild was even in the dugout at that point when they were 17 games over. So the fact that it's all crumbled apart here, does that mean, you know, the old story? Did these guys all of a sudden forget how to manage or forget how to coach or or what? And I don't know what the answer is. And I don't know, you know, I don't know what goes on in the clubhouse. I know, you know, fans want to hear stories about people turning over tables and throwing chairs and, having food fights or whatever supposedly people do. I don't know that that's not happening. I don't know that it is. And I don't know if that ever, does that ever help? Does Bill Belichick go in and throw tables? Well, uh, you know, the around other thing, in the Jay. Patriots locker room? I don't know. Do any of, do any of, and I'm not, look, I'm not trying to be derogatory or, or, or something here, but do people know 20 year olds, uh, people in their twenties today? How do those 20-somethings respond to old-school parenting, old-school bossing? Um, I remember when I came up, what the hell are you doing with this story, kid? This thing sucks. Jay, if you said that to someone right now, you would be in HR. And and I'm not saying that's bad. I'm saying there ain't no table throwing anymore. I'm sorry. There's barely any. You suck. Um, it, it, this is a different group of guys. And, and, and to your point, Jay, I just sounded like Jay Stingler. Next, I'm going to say fair, fair, spot on. Um, uh, but to your point, Jay, 
did it ever work? I mean, was it, I remember covering I back know. in the nineties and right. like, you know, we all made a big deal out of it and players sometimes did. And then sometimes they're laughing like, whatever, we placed a crappy pitcher. The manager knew we were facing him the night before. So he threw the table over that night and, right. you know, we beat this slappy. Um, so. Right. And then we could say, Oh, look, the, you know, the manager could say, look what I did. I inspired, I inspired my guys, you yeah. know, and it's the old thing. I mean, should these guys need to be inspired right now to play their best? All very good points, but their I just baseball. And it's and like I, I deal, know. I deal with these guys. All right, and 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 great guys. I'm just telling you, it ain't working. The uh, the turning over of the table. All right, uh, gosh, that's probably what the White Sox and all the media and all the fans who were upset that Tony Larusa was going to be there. They probably were like, oh man, he's going to be too hard on these guys. Uh, it's just, it's come on, get over it. Um, that's that's just not gonna. That's not the difference, and that well, is a completely separate issue than is Jace Tingler doing a good job? Is right. Damian Easley doing a good job? I'm just telling you the whole. Someone's got to get in a fist fight, um, and maybe they do, but um, that that's not going to get them out of this funk. Right, and I mean, look, the other night and at various times during the year, I think you could you could easily make the case that Jace Tingler did not do a good job in specific situations. And mm-hmm. the other night was a was a bad mistake, and and it's not and it's on him. But you know he's got a staff as well, and they should have been they should have realized what they were doing, and they didn't. Then I'm We've talking been, about the yeah. I'm Go talking ahead, about Jay. having the the pitcher spot yes. following. You're you're putting the pitcher spot after Machado and Cronenworth with right. nobody left on your bench, right? And if you don't win the game in the next inning or two you're going to face what they faced for three innings, which was those guys being walked and you're sending up Joe Musgrove and, and Ryan Weathers and Daniel Camarina to pinch hit. That should not, that should not happen. Now I'm sure that Tingler would argue, well, geez, I thought sometime in those six innings, somebody would hit a fly ball to the outfield and we'd win the game, but still it was not a, it's, it was not a good decision. Both are true. Is every decision that's made a bad decision? decision and what is this goes back to the great discussion we've had so many different times what is a manager judged on how much difference does a manager make when the manager you know when the Padres were 17 games over 500 was that because Jace Tingler and his staff were doing a great job and over the last two weeks they haven't been doing a great job I you know look it's easy it's easy for everybody to point fingers and sometimes it's probably deserved but as I've said before you know what, Jace Ting- does does what Jace Tingler does does each night, each day. Does that really have an impact on how Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis, Eric Hosmer, Will Myers, guys that have been around for ten years, guys that have been around for ten minutes? Does that really have an impact on how they go about playing, approach, you know, pitching Blake Snell when he pitches? Is he thinking, "Wow, Jace Tingler really likes me," or he doesn't like me, or he told me I should pitch better, or or whatever it is? These guys, I mean, in your job, do I have to motivate you to do a good job? I mean, I'd have the wrong, I would say I have the wrong person if I have to go around and constantly be motivating you and telling you how to do your job. You Manny just Machado came around knows, to, Manny yeah. Machado knows how to hit. Yeah. Fernando Tatis Jr. knows how to hit. These guys need to hit. I mean, they probably that, shouldn't I mean, have their contracts if if it's going to be Jace Tingler. And that's, again, a separate issue from whether we're saying that Jace Tingler is doing a good job. We're just yeah. trying to point out that, you know, these are some of the issues that people are bringing up. And it's like, wait a minute. Like, if if, if that's what it takes, then what? 
then it's on AJ Preller because he really he got the wrong guys. Right. Uh, so right. that's just silly. Also, I want to point out, and hey, I'm guilty. I'm as guilty as anyone. I don't think that Jace messed up as egregiously in any game previously this year. That said, I can't tell you with my life on the line that he did it. It just wasn't exposed. Right. Okay. Um, right. I also do remember, and I remember writing about them uh, early in the year when things were going well. And so thus people are only focused on the result, which is a win that he made some great moves or some moves that man, he really did have that pitcher or that player in the right spot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes back to your thing of so, so wait, if the manager cost the game here, did he win a game here? And I think it's not been obviously not scientifically, but it's pretty well accepted that a manager is nowhere nowhere more than five wins or five losses a year difference. And that, that according to most people is really stretching it. Um, well, right. And it's like in the, in the years where, you know, I've brought this up many times before Bruce Bochy, I believe had a losing record when he retired, quote retired, whether he comes back or not, pretty sure he had a losing record overall. So there were a lot of years where Bruce Bochy must've done a terrible job, I guess. I don't know. Or maybe when, the, when he had good teams, and he had Madison Bumgarner to go out and pitch, you know, like Superman in the postseason. He made the manager look better. Look, that that's what happens. I, there were moves earlier in the year where I thought Tingler made a couple moves and I couldn't tell you what they were. And I thought, boy, I don't know that that was such a good move. And there you go. It, and it worked out. Now, does that mean it was a good move? Probably not. It just worked out. And there's, the, look, process, results. What are you judging you know, what are you judging on? I do want to say the other night, I think the process was bad and the results turned out bad, but there are times where the process is good and the result just doesn't turn out and and vice versa. And and just to, I don't know, maybe we put a bow on the other night. Uh, You're hundred percent. The manager has to anticipate, but we've written about it. We've talked about it. Um, I do want to point out for it to be that mistake to be exposed Trent Grisham and Fernando Tatis Jr. had to go five for or, or one for six. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, not even to that. Um, they had to then not get up. No, I can't remember if they came up or just needed a sacrifice. Maybe by then they probably Trent Grisham could have got a guy home with a without a hit, right? Well, at, at one point, Hosmer knocked a, I mean, he had at least two ground balls. That's it. That he did twice and Grisham did once. Over. And then yes. Tommy Pham, you know, Pham couldn't deliver and, and Adam Ludwig couldn't deliver. And I mean, that, you know, that's the point. My, to me, you know, where all this started, there was no reason to pinch run for Austin Nola. No, that was to me, the, that was to me the biggest mistake. Austin Nola is not Yadier Molina. I probably should have so, said that when I wrote. So my why, right. why are you, why are you yeah. burning a short bench in that situation? Yeah. And the other thing was there was no reason to pinch hit for Jake Marisnik either. No, there wasn't. I, I didn't understand we addressed that. that. You, you used up a right. You used up yeah. a, a spot. So there there were multiple decisions. But to me, it all started with pinch running for Nola, and then it started with the idea that guys couldn't good, couldn't deliver a sacrifice fly. Uh, you know when you know when they needed to. Who has the best deals in the auto game? It's got to be Jack Powell Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, the auto all-stars. Right now, lease a new 2021 Ram 1500 Warlock Edition. 
Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo or Jeep Renegade Latitude for only $198 a month or 0% APR and no payments for 90 days. Head to Jack Powell, Chrysler Dodge, Jeep Ram, and Escondido, San Diego, where we make shopping easy. Find these deals during the Make This the Summer event today. He overmanaged and undermanaged. He overmanaged by pinch running, uh, and then he undermanaged. And that was odd because um, there's not a person in baseball who doesn't think Skip Schumacher uh, is is a really fantastic uh, baseball mind. And that's not to say Jace Tingler is not, but uh, he is somewhat new to his job and new to the National League and all that stuff and and new to these rules and uh, whatever. But but he does have, like you said from the beginning, does have a staff there. And and I haven't had a chance to to talk to people about what happened and. other than to have been a part of the questioning of Jace Tingler uh, initially that night. Um, they do have bigger problems than that. Uh, and, and I guess I think we've gone over them all. Um, yeah, I think. I, I mean, the, like I said, how did, I, I, don't know what, I don't know what the answer is to a team that's hitting 185 yeah. or whatever it is. It is I think past, that's it. Over the past couple of weeks. I, I, I don't know what the answer is to, you know, to fixing that. As I said, I, I don't know that that a coach or a, or or a or a, a somebody off the street can tell Manny Machado and Tatis and all these guys who aren't hitting what the you know what they're doing. Here's what you're doing wrong. You know I can go do a golf lesson and the the instructor can tell me what I'm doing wrong and tell me how to fix it. I still I'm still the one that has to hit the shot. And sometimes I'm able to do that, and most of the time I'm not. And I think that's where. And, and that's where this comes in here. I mean, Damian Easley could say to Fernando Tatis, boy, you really shouldn't be swinging at that slider that breaks six feet off the plate. And Tatis goes, I know, I know, I shouldn't be doing that. And then he goes up and he does it. So what's the answer? I I don't know. Well, and there's a... Well, what what keys, what magic little uh, signs does uh, does Damian Easley have for Fernando Tatis Jr.? I don't know. I thought Fernando Tatis Jr., and I say this sarcastically when I really do believe it, but I thought Fernando Tatis Jr. was the best player in the game. Um, so uh, the other thing is Damian Easley's fixed Will Myers, okay? So, I mean, because Will Myers is I, – I, yes, should Will Myers have a, an OPS at, at like 850? Yes, he should. But in terms of Will Myers not doing the, the slump, you can't – see, remember he just went like this? He's just yeah. going like this now. Um, so, uh, you know, and, and there have been other hitters. Uh, just like, heck, Larry Rothschild uh, helped some pitchers out as well. Uh, now – should Manny Machado and, and Fernando Tatis Jr. Now, look, let's not get on Fernando or Manny too much. They've had fantastic seasons. Right. But but uh, what's happening with Trent Grisham that uh, that he hasn't maintained? Um, Austin Nola up and down. Um, you know, uh, I think the list could go on. But, uh, gosh, what did Damian Easley do to Adam Frazier? Uh, or was Jay Posner uh, a gasp correct about that trade? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, no, yeah. That can't be. Well, I couldn't be right about something. So the good news, well, we would think so. We don't know what to. Th- we don't really don't know what to think about this Is team anymore. Really good news? But but Chris Paddock uh, should be coming back, perhaps in Arizona, uh, certainly by the next homestand. Same with Jake Arrieta. Don't know exactly what that means, but uh, I I will. Th- that's nice because. No more bullpen games with all the off days coming. At least there should not be, provided these guys keep their health. It should be noted that you Darvish did struggle with his back 
um, last night. Now they then did some stretching in the in the um, clubhouse, uh, and he finished very strong. So hopefully for their sake, they got that figured out. But it was like, oh wow, because he didn't look comfortable at all the first uh, what three innings, and then kind of got it figured out. Um, he could have not allowed that fourth run. Uh, if Trent Grisham hadn't kind of lost that ball, yeah, uh, or that, I guess, it, and also I guess knuckled away from him, but you know, because he looked like he had it. But anyway, three zero four zero. It doesn't matter. Zero right. is what matters. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, so it's two games in Anaheim, then this bizarre Sunday off, which uh, should never happen, but. You know, whatever. You don't know what's going um, on. Maybe Green Day's playing. Oh, they're in San Diego. No, Maybe uh, you know, know, there's a concert that uh, the Diamondbacks had or something. I'll have to Maybe say. Maybe they shouldn't plan two games. Maybe the baseball shouldn't schedule two game series for the weekends. Uh, they should do them during the week. But anyway, then it's uh, then it's on to Phoenix and for what wanna, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I believe. Yeah, AJ. Last thing before we go, you didn't come out, huh? This week, this this series, did you? I did you were not, make it, working, I did right? not yeah. make it out to a game uh, this week. I was I was what supposed to come it? when I was supposed to come Wednesday, and a couple things came up, and I ended up uh, I ended up not making it. So. This may be apropos of nothing, uh, but uh, far more Dodgers fans. All th- three sellouts. Crowds this mm-hmm. year have been magnificent. The atmosphere was very playoffy, except for. You know, it was very much a split ballpark, uh, 50-50. Uh, the last game may have been even 55% uh, Dodgers uh-huh. fans. Uh, I thought that was interesting. But how about this? I went back and did the numbers. That was the seventh midweek sellout last night. That's how many they had in 2004. Midweek, non-opening day. Seventh yeah. midweek, non-opening day sellout. That's how many they had in 2004, the first year of the ballpark. Then they had six in 2005 and from 2006 to 2019 they had a total of seven midweek non-opening day sellouts and they've had seven this year right and what that tells me is that the Padres did a did a fantastic job over the last two years of building incredible enthusiasm about themselves and now they are threatening to bleep it all away um because they've now they've now they've angered people and we'll see what happens the rest of the way they've they and this kind of coincides the other thing is the slump coincided with their rather substantial increase in ticket prices it's the first increase in several years but it was not a small increase for many people and it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward because it's clear i mean you know look most tickets are bought ahead of time um I, you know, I don't know what the walk-up numbers were for this week. I think these tickets in particular, I think, were all sold ahead of time. People were very excited about seeing the Padres, and especially against the Dodgers, but there have been big crowds all along. Uh-huh. And the Padres are threatening here to turn off a fan base that they well, really turned on over the past couple of years. And, and it would be very San Diego, and I hate that argument because I think it's unfair <laughs> to the athletes involved, be they San Diego State basketball, San Diego State football, back in the day, the Chargers, the Padres. I think it's unfair to the current players. But golly, like, it would be so San Diego. Like, um, Aztecs football, when they were 6-0 and and Boise State was coming to town and they were right. ranked and the Chargers had just left and all these Chargers season ticket holders went and they bought – San Diego State tickets and everybody this was going to be the turning point and they got crushed by Boise right. State and and so that was like oh man this is so San Diego right now people are so excited and you guys are completely blowing it oh right 
Right. And I do like the I do like the golly thrown in there on the day after Philip Rivers started his coaching career with a 49 nothing win in Alabama. So good for him. I hope you saw the interview uh, clip with him after the game. He looked just as excited as you would think that he looked. So I don't something... like to think about it. I'm I, very happy for him, but I know, I know. There's something positive to think about. I'm happy for uh, people should see happy that. for him, and we'll see what happens over the next couple of days with the Padres. And boy, it'd be nice to have something different to talk about on Monday when you're in Phoenix. <laughs> it really would. How about Especially different to write about? Because you got to be in Phoenix too. Yeah, it was only 100 last time. We're looking in the more like the 106, <laughs> 107 this time. But it really okay, would be cool. nice to write about something different. Though I do have a nice little breakdown of of uh, their their. Uh, different approach at the plate right now um but i'll, I'll gladly can that if maybe somebody could get a hit a couple home runs <laughs> yeah. tonight super That'd be good. all right That'd thanks be good. everybody